Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to Late Night Football, our final match reaction show for the day. And uh, Manchester United won West Brom nil, first home win of the season in the Premier League for Manchester United. Um, I just tweeted about it, actually. wasn't a very good performance. It was actually a pretty, pretty poor performance from United. Very lucky, in fact, even to win 1-0 because they probably should have lost that game. Uh, actually, not even drawn that game, lost that game. And that just tells you how bad uh, they were. In this in this fixture, but um, lots to talk about. Lots to talk about for a game that uh, didn't have much meaning in it and didn't really seem uh, all that important given the context of the day. There's certainly a lot to talk about in this game, so let's get into it. Uh, first up, and uh, we're going to talk about the starting lineup. Uh, one matter started this game, which I I didn't expect that, but I wasn't surprised that he started because it is West Brom at the end of the day. And uh, I mean, it's it's hard to say because if he's resting players for Istanbul, Istanbul is the bigger game. There's no doubt about it. Just because of the context of, of what that means in the Champions League group. So for him to rest, if he's seeing that you know, fair enough, I want to rest players, then that makes sense. But if he's doing it because he generally thinks that Mata is the best option, the right wing, then I think there are issues uh, around that. No Paul Pogba either, which was a surprise. Uh, apparently he's been injured. Uh, but there's a lot of speculation right now going on in social media. There's actually uh, dropped. And that he wasn't uh, like he's been dropped from the team. I don't know if that's true. I don't want to speculate. But uh, if that is, it's not necessarily a surprise. I think his performances this season have been pretty poor. And then you know, as you've got the manager talking uh, from France, Deschamps has been talking all kinds of uh, uh, stuff onto the media. Uh, there's obviously a lot of chatter about the move away from the club. So you know, all of that concern, I think it is. It totally makes sense that um, you know, it doesn't surprise me that it's done. It's a strong, bold move. And uh, but we know what happened the last time Paul Pogba was stopped by a manager uh, a couple of a month or a couple of months later he was uh, gone. So we don't know what's going to happen. But uh, I mean it was surprising, it was shocking. I didn't expect it to happen, but I don't think it was undeserved for Pogba to be dropped. I don't think he's I don't think he's been good enough this season, uh, you know, to warrant a place a starting lineup at least. I mean, probably dropped from the bench for whatever reason, but he doesn't merit a place in the starting lineup. Uh, Matic started again. I think there was a bit of rotation, which is fine. McTominay has played a lot recently. He played all the internationals over with Scotland. Uh, so to start Matic is fine. Um, starting Fred, I think, makes sense as well. A lot of people will say maybe Donny, but maybe Don, Donny should have started. Maybe Donny will start on in, in Istanbul. So maybe he wants to break him. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I, it does hurt me when I see Donny and the big on the bench. It does because he's so clearly uh, better than that. But uh, I mean, it's a decision of the manager. Sometimes you just got to take it on board. Um, I know Alex Teres started, which I don't think was a surprise to anyone. I mean, Shaw has been injured. Uh, finally, good to see him on the pitch as well. And um, obviously, uh, good. To, and it was Lindelof recovered from his injury. It was thought that he probably wasn't going to be fit enough. Um, and it was, I mean, I, with Lindelof, I think there was one moment in this game, and I'll talk about it. I don't want to get, into, don't want to get into individual performances right now. But there was a thing that I want to talk about with Lindelof. So we'll get into that a bit later on. Uh, but I mean, the whole game really in the first half was really boring. It was just you know, a lot of uh, there was no energy, there was no patterns of play. It was all static. Uh, there was a chance that Martial should have scored, and uh, he didn't. And in a day when Erling Haaland scores a hat trick for Dortmund, uh, you know, you, you're looking, and then on the, on the other side you see, and that's the guy that Solskjaer really wanted. We all know that Solskjaer really wanted Haaland to come to Manchester United. He had made all kinds of uh, uh, plans and did everything that possible that he possibly could. To convince Haaland to join, and then he goes to Dortmund, and that's the striker that Solskjaer wanted. And on the other side, you see what Martial is capable of, and he's not. He, I mean, I'm not saying Marcel is a bad striker. I think he's a pretty decent striker. He's just not at the level that that can win you a league title. 
he's not he's not and I, I think that there's nothing wrong with that i think you need to be blunt about it he's a good backup striker for a team that wants to win the league title he's not a league title winning striker um can he be that striker i think it's 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 about time that i think this season is critical i think if he cannot score the goals that are required i think he's got to get like 25 30 goals in all competitions i think he's got to look at 20 25 goals this season he's got to look at that and if he can't get you those numbers and this season is pivotal for him and if if he can't do it then i think we have to admit that um it's not going to work out for him it's not going it's, it's not going to get to the level that we all expected from him and that that is that's sad in a way it's sad but also i mean that's you know that's just the way it is uh but to me it, yeah he he lacks the composure that top top strikers need to have uh you know you need to do better than one and two uh, conversion rate you can't you can't go around with a one and two conversion rate you got to uh well one and two i guess yeah one and two one and three is good but he's he's not even that that level he's not a one and two one and three uh conversion rate and particularly for manchester united who don't create seem to be creating a lot of chances that is an issue uh there was a lot of negativity in the play um that i mean it, it was surprising to watch but then when you put matrich and fred together that's kind of what you get uh the full backs tried but i mean van der sarka just doesn't cut it offensively and uh, alex telles i think is just a bit rusty uh, there was a lot of bad play and uh, second half was was not was not actually not that different i mean you know the, it should have been a penalty the first penalty it should have been a penalty for norwich i uh, sorry for west brom they blame the yellow so i think norwich but west brom west brom should have had a penalty in the second half but that that was a penalty for me i think it was one of those where the referee gives it then you don't really need to overturn it if the referee hadn't given it then you it may not have been if the referee probably would have said you know what don't you don't need to look at it but i mean it was a penalty to me i think he got the man first and then the ball i know some people will say it wasn't a, you know it, let me know what do you think in the comment section what do you think was it was a penalty or not for me it was a penalty but uh it wasn't given the second penalty was also a penalty uh based on the current rules i know it's harsh but based on what the current rules are that is a penalty because his hand was up and he was, you know it's a stupid thing to look away from the ball you don't do that but he did that and um his hand went up and it's it's a penalty and bruno once again missing a penalty but once again we are saving uh, him with uh, because tom johnson was off his line and uh, i mean and again letter of the law it's absolutely correct he was quite far off his line so uh, a very very cool head to take that second do we we take that penalty and actually get it in it is uh, it was uh, very 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 uh, gutsy that's the word gutsy uh, from him to try that penalty a second time the way he took it but uh, I mean he, Bruno didn't have a good game either actually. I mean he probably yeah one of his worst games for Manchester United. I don't think anybody stands out in that performance. Marcus Rashford was poor. Uh, I mean he should have scored that chance that he got when Johnson saved it. He should have scored that goal. Again, you know he's not I mean he's not a striker anyway and I don't think he plays uh, there anymore like he, he's not he's not a first choice striker anyway. But um he, the, those those are the kind of chances you want to be taking as a player to to be able to you know those are the stats pad kind of goals that you want to get and he doesn't that's that's how you get your numbers up and he's not able to do those and that's that's the issue that's why he hasn't been able he hasn't been able to take that step up as well uh mata sadly seems past it at this point i think we have to i mean anybody who's watching there has got to admit that now that it mata on the right wing maybe as a number 10 you could try him out but you know he probably get overawed in that central area so you probably wouldn't want to put him there but he can't do a job anymore on the right wing i mean this is best from their at best a championship championship team that's what they are and he can't even uh, he, if he's going to have bad games at that level then i i don't see the purpose of him being around and around the squad i don't think mata should be anywhere near the starting lineup uh, for these sort of games even for, even for these sort of games at home against a championship club uh, well, essentially a championship club um you know it's it's uh, it's a bit of a 
it's sad to watch. It's sad to watch that happen. I think Maguire was pretty bad as well. There were moments when he was. Uh, I, I mean, the, the thing with Maguire is, uh, he's, he, you expect him to be solid, but there are times when he gets, you know, the ball goes through him. He's, he's so slow because he's so slow. He's always a little bit of. He's always a bit panicky. Uh, you know, when players start running at him, or when he's, you know, because of that fear of being bypassed, he always tries to cover his tracks either by overcommitting at times or by not. Reading the game, his reading of the game is not at the at the level that it should be for someone because he doesn't have the pace. He's got to be better at reading the game, and he is not. And that's where the average, uh, that's where he becomes average uh, or not a very good, not a top top defender. Because there are lots of top defenders that don't have that didn't have pace in the past. There are lots of defenders that you know were never blessed with pace, but their reading of the game was so good they didn't need to use their pace. With Maguire, he doesn't have the pace, but his reading of the game isn't at its at the level it should be, and that's what makes it tough. Uh, Lindelof. Uh, the one thing I noticed was there was a moment when he tackled, when he made a tackle, or well, not a tackle, actually he blocked. He made a block, and um, you know the ball hit him, and he can he kind of stole the ball from from the defender. That was great defending, uh, wonderful defending. But then he gets bundled off the ball right after that. He actually, you know, the the attacker actually comes away with the ball still. So you know that lack of physicality holds him back. So even though he can make those challenges, he's very good in one-on-one situations. I think he's better. I think overall he's a better defender than Maguire. The only difference is Maguire. When he uh, on the occasions that Maguire does win the ball, he generally doesn't get bundled off. He's physical enough to hold it and to you know pass it or do whatever he wants with it, uh, which you know it usually is a pass or a stray or whatever <laughs> give it to another player or whatever. Um, with Lindelof, the times in he'll he'll tackle, he'll be very good. You know he'll he'll get the he'll make the challenge, he'll do everything, but then he won't come away with the ball. Like he'll be physically he'll be outmatched, and that's where I think the problem is, and that's where Twanzibi is a better option because not just not only does he have the pace, but he also doesn't get bundled off the ball easily. And uh, that's, I mean, yeah, he sh- I mean, it's about time. I, I believe that uh, Oli's trying to be protective of to Anzebi, trying not to, to make sure that he does get re-injured, but I think it's high time that now uh, we start seeing him more consistently. And uh, I mean, that that's that's on that. I mean, really, I mean, there's not much to talk about in terms of, I mean, the only word I can say is boring and poor. That's what it was. They were lucky. Nor- uh, West Brom, I keep saying Norwich, I don't know why. Uh, West Brom uh, had a really, really uh, few good chances that they should. They, that before, before the penalty that United got, they should have actually been two 0 up because of their own penalty and the chance that De Gea saved, and that should have been two 0 And then they had the shot on the post that should have also probably, you know, that gone in. So they should have won this game practically. I, I can't remember aside from the penalty um, and aside from the Rashford and Martial chances, I can't remember any other clear-cut opportunities that United created. I mean, there was a Cavani chance. I mean, they, there were half chances, but nothing clear cut. I mean, West Brom probably had three or four clear, clear cut chances that they should have scored from. And if they had a better striker or more composure, they probably would have. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was a very, very average performance. The one, a few takeaways I think that I would say is one, I think Danny, Donny Van Der Beek should, if the fact that he started in the right wing today, like he came and he came on and he played on the right, uh, tells me that he's looked at as an option there, which is good to see because maybe we'll see him there against Istanbul. Maybe we'll see him there in the next Premier League game. That's an option, and that's good that he's seeing that. Uh, the second takeaway is, um, I mean, if Mar- I mean Martial has got to buck up, and then maybe, I mean, this is the thing I put it out on, on a tweet as I said, I hope to see Kawani in the second half, and I don't rate Kawani, and yet I was saying I'm going to see Kawani. That tells you just exactly how poor Martial and Rashford have been, and that goal scoring department. That I mean, it's just to see something different, just to see someone who could probably do it. Uh, and uh, Kawani is not not that player either, but. You know, this is the only option we have, and that's why uh, you know Marcel and Rashford get away with being so poor. It's because there's nobody pushing them. Uh, Greenwood was doing it for a while, but now he's gone off the boil. 
there's literally no competition in that team. James, again, you know, is not is not an, not the answer really. Maybe a stopgap, but not really an answer as well. So there are issues of depth in that forward area. There are lots of issues of depth in that forward area. Uh, but uh, I mean, the final. I mean, the only thoughts I think about Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, and, and I don't think you can exempt him from criticism for this game. Uh, yes, you got the win, but. Um, I mean, there was a talk, there was talk there that was reading about him being very stubborn and him very sticking to his choices. And it does feel like that. It does feel like there's a bit of stubbornness on his part where he, you know, he, he tries something, he tried something, it worked, but then somehow it's like, no, I want to do this my way. Like that, it almost feels like that PSG game was because he was forced into those changes rather than making those changes of his own accord. Same with the Leipzig game. I think he was forced into making changes and he made them. But as soon as he has his... Uh, uh, first choice players back or the players that he wants with the system back, he goes back to his original system. So he's got to be more adaptable. If not, he's going to be out of a job and he needs to realize that at this point that uh, uh, he's not in the, in the, in the luxury of uh, experimentations or he's not in the luxury of, of being stubborn. He's got to take risks. He's got to adapt. And if he keeps you know, sticking to the same guns, he'd probably lose a few games and he's going to be gone. Because keep in mind now, if, he, if the rumors are true that Paul Pogba has been ostracized, What's going to happen is he's got to make sure that he's winning games, that he's keeping the, the other players on side. Because once you start losing games and you start losing players, he's going to be out of a job. Paul Pogba, like it or not, has a lot of influence in that dressing room. And if the manager is winning games, nobody's going to bat an eye. They're going to be like, whatever. But once you start losing games, those, those little bit of ripples can become you know, something big. So for him, it's critical that he gets it right every single time. Because from now to the, the, now to the other season... There's a lot that can happen. And again, these are just rumors. We don't know what the truth is. Paul Pogba may actually be injured. We don't know. But if the rumors are true, uh, then he's got to be very, very careful about what he does from here. So, But I think he needs to be more active. I don't think you can keep expecting to start Mata. I think that's, that's a mistake. Uh, you can't... Oh, I mean, there's no obsession. I don't understand the obsession with, not, with always wanting to play Maguire and Lindelof, even though we know that they're not the best pairing. And you've got one ZV now who can come in and do the job um, to keep persisting with that is obviously another another mark against him. And um, I mean, fair enough. You played Matic because you got to rotate the squad. Uh, you you try you play um, uh, Rashford because Martial have got to play. It's a big game. But again, he's got to take some hard decisions. And maybe maybe this game wasn't one where you needed to play Matic and Fred. I think. I think the issue is you got to play Fred. But then if you play Fred. Because Fred can only, you know, you the, the issue is you don't want to go with Fred and Donny because Fred cannot do that CDM role. And maybe he doesn't trust uh, Donny to be able to do his defensive duties as well. And that's probably the reason I can see that. Uh, so if you're unless you're starting McTominay and Fred, you've got to start Matic with Fred. So, I mean, and you know, probably wanted to give McTominay a rest for this game. So I understand that. Uh, but, but still, I mean, you know, maybe change the system. Maybe the system needs to change. Maybe he needs a better CDM. Uh, at the moment, uh, yeah, Matic and McTominay are the only CDMs in that side. So, uh, but I mean, overall, uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much. To say. If I were to give a man of the match, I don't really want to give a man of the match. I don't think anybody deserves it, to be honest. And it was a very, very bad. I mean, maybe somebody from West Brom could get it, but for Man United, I don't think anybody deserves a man of the match award. But if if I were to twist my arm, I'd probably give it to De Gea because of that save that he made, which kept it a nil-nil. Because otherwise, if, if 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 West Brom had scored there, they would have gone on to win that game. You know, they were not coming back in that. So for him to keep a nil-nil. Just for that one moment of quality in an otherwise uh, pretty poor game, I guess I guess uh, give it to him. Maybe some people will give it to Bruno because he scored that goal, but I didn't think he played particularly well. I think he he gave he he gave away a penalty that should have been a penalty. Uh, he gave away a lot of passes, and there was this obsession in the second the end of the second half, which I which I noticed is that Bruno kept crossing it to uh, Alex Telles to shoot, and Alex Telles was just shooting it over the bar. I don't know what that was all about. They were probably trying some training ground routine, but 
I mean, yeah, it's, it's just uh, it's weird. And then there was also the other chance where Bruno went for goal, even though he was smiles off and the keeper, even though he was on one side, I mean, he, had, he really have to, it'd have to be a rocket shot to, to catch him out like that. But, he, you know, the kind of shot that he hit was never going to go in. So uh, it, was, it wasn't the best of performances. Uh, but, I mean, nobody played well in that game. Uh, but um, uh, onwards now to Istanbul. That's a big game now for Manchester United. They've got to look into that and, and see what they can do there because it's probably going to be very similar. They're going to be defensively organized. Uh, they're going to be compact and uh, you know, they're going to have to break them down. So we'll see how they deal with that. Uh, for West Brom, I mean, it's it's uh, it's looking tough. It's looking tough. So I, will, I, think, I think they're one of the teams that are probably... They are probably the team that are guaranteed uh, to go down at this point. Honestly, I mean, I mean, Fulham even Fulham have a better chance than than them, I think, at this point. And Fulham don't have much of a chance either. So, yeah. But uh, I mean, it should have been much, much more, uh, much, much less competitive than it was. It should have been much, much more easier than it was. And that's the issue for Manchester United right now is that other teams are winning games comfortably or they're doing well, and United is squandering out wins against teams like that. So it's not a good look. But anyway. Uh, one nil Manchester United against West Brom, and that concludes our reaction shows for today. We'll be back tomorrow, hopefully with a few more uh, that we can look at. We'll probably be back for the Liverpool Leicester. We might do the Arsenal Leeds one as well. Uh, I'll make a decision on that. We'll make a decision on that a bit later on. But um, yeah, but thank you so much for watching. Hope you enjoyed this show, and uh, thank you so much uh, for joining. If you watch all the shows, really, really appreciate it. Thank you for your support. Please remember to subscribe to the channel if you're new. We really, really appreciate. Uh, you appreciate your support and you'd also get notified about any you know videos that we do uh, coming that we have coming up so be really really awesome uh, awesome for you awesome for us as well we want to try to get to 120 by the end of the week so please help us get there uh, by subscribing to the channel as well and telling and for sending all of you you know people that you know about this channel as well so we can uh, get that going so thank you so much have a good evening or morning whatever time you're watching this or good night and uh, we'll see you tomorrow take care bye bye